Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, everyone. This is Leslie. So today we're going to talk about um, living as a reflector type. And it's going to be the, the last episode in this series, the um, living as your, as your human design type. So in the next series, we're going to get into, um, we're actually, it's entitled uh, The Nine Centered Being. And we're going to um, cover the, the nine centers over uh, nine different episodes. So we're going to begin with the head center on the first episode uh, next time. So for today, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, like I said, the reflector type. And this is something that Leslie and I were talking about it. And just, it, it it's something neither one of us have. Uh, anyone that we've interacted with on a regular basis is a reflector. So our knowledge is, is mainly from um, things that we've learned, things that we've been taught. Um, and reflectors, they, they're the least common of all human design types. They, they make up about 1% to 2% of the population. So chances are uh, you, you may never really have a reflector who, you know, who's close to you in your life. But for those of, for those of you who are reflectors or no reflectors, um, we're just uh, we're going to try to do our best with just explaining how their energy works, how their aura works, and um, you know what what we think it might be like to be a reflector. Um, so reflectors are uh, they're here to to know like the whole and to act as a barometer for what's going on in the community or the environment, the people around them. Um, they, one of their biggest fears is that they're invisible to other people. Um, the, uh, the strategy for a reflector is wait 28 days, which is the lunar cycle. So what does that mean? Um, when, okay, reflectors have, the thing that distinguishes, distinguishes them from every other type is that they have all complete, they have all open centers. They have, they have no definition no defined centers. I mean, they have obviously gates defined within the centers, but they don't have any defined centers. So what happens when, with the, with the 28 day um, cycle, it's based on the moon. So the moon transits all 64 gates that ha- in the hexagram over a 28 to 30 day period, just by, by going through the different, um, it does that through, through going through the different gates each month. So, um, so what happens when when there's those transits are there is that they'll have activations that they don't have. Um, they're just they're uh, they experience them just temporarily. It's not something that they that that's ever going to create that definition, but they experience them temporarily. And what happens is through, because they they go through the same sixty four gates 
each month is that there's kind of a pattern that's established. So they have, um, there's some consistency there with um, just the way that they, the way that they're looking at things, the way that they perceive things. So, so um, the 28 days, when they say wait 28 days, that, that's the, that's the strategy, but that's also part of their authority. So when, um, the, when, a reflector is, is is using their authority type. It, it's to wait the 28 days to make a decision. And that's obviously not based on, you know, the decisions that we have to make every day in our lives, but it's based on like the major decisions in their life um, so that they go through those different activations throughout the month so that they, you know, and it's, and it's also by being in the right environment and being around the right people because, because their, their um, authority, it's called outer authority, which is the same, I, there are only two types that have outer authority. It's a reflector and then um, the mental projectors. Um, so, so they gain clarity over time by going through those different things that they experience with the transits. Um, and then by talking out loud and hearing what they're saying, and then they, you know, if, if after the 28 days, they haven't still haven't made a decision, then they need to wait out the lunar cycle again. Um, so like one thing with the reflector that's kind of, it's kind of interesting and kind of, I, I don't know, it's, it seems kind of cute to me, but it's like, they're, they're like, if they're, if they're, if they understand how they're designed and they experience life, like they're, they're living according to their design, then life is like, it's like a little kid. It's like being a little kid and like, Oh, wow. Like, Oh, cool. You know, like, like, just like, like, there's just like, there, there's just that sense of awe and that, like that sense of like little kid, <laughs> like wonderment, you know? Um, so anyway, I don't know. I've been talking for a while, Leslie, why don't you go ahead and share some of your thoughts about it? Yeah. Well, and just to kind of piggyback off of that last um, comment that you're making, uh, their signpost is surprise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of goes back to the, what you were saying of the kid-like quality of like looking at the world as a big surprise, like what's yeah. going to happen next type of a thing. So, um, so I'll probably, you know, maybe repeat some of the stuff that you've kind of already said, um, but the, like the aura type of the um, reflector is sampling resistant and it's kind of like Teflon. So it's like they have a, even though they're so open, um, they do have a protection mechanism because of that openness when, you know, they're around other people. Um, and their, their presence is, is pr- like, um, it's gentle and it's quiet mm-hmm. and it's unimposing. It's non-intrusive. And I think that's part of that Teflon, you know, so it's not like when they come in that they just um, merge with everything and anything. Uh and they, they are here to reflect the environment as a whole, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult for others to fully get them. And so that's where they kind of, if, you know, not living by their strategy and authority, they may tend to feel like you were saying, um, you know, not understood, not heard. Um, and they, you know, tend to feel like they're very different from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they are in the right environment... And they provide an objective assessment of the people in the community, um, business, or the group that they're a part of. Um, they can totally have this unique perspective, and this is their ability to reflect and gain an overview, and can accurately um, evaluate how things are progressing or not. So it's kind of their gift to those around them, 
and they have this ability to enliven and lift up the energy of others also. Um, they're very, they can be very accepting of others and naturally mm-hmm. help them see what is not working and gently guide them towards um, cooperation, peace, and equality when you have a healthy um, a reflector in your environment. Um, so like their, you know, personal interaction style and kind of what you were touching on, like decision and stuff is kind of re- wait, reflect, and then discuss nonverbal presence. So because they are, um, they do so much observing and, and noticing of what's um, important and realizing um, what's happening in their environment. It's kind of like nonverbal presence is how I, I view that. Mm-hmm. So it's an important for them to really realize their unique, um, this very unique ability that they do have. And, you know, most types, we kind of have our, our purpose and it kind of shines through us. Um, but reflectors are the only type that are designed to reflect, sample, and then often uh, magnify everything and everyone around them, making it easy for them to to see, you know, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, like you were talking about the decision-making strategy, wait to be initiated. They need, you know, they have to wait for that lunar cycle, um, waiting for the invitation from others, even though that that's, you know, kind of sounds somewhat of a projector, but it's also for the reflector. And um, they will progress towards full clarity by waiting that whole month. And they're designed um, to really take the time and reflect to see what is correct for them and to discuss it with, um, with others, especially, you know, trusted confidants, but it's not to like take on the advice of what the other is saying, but more to articulate their own thoughts and hear, you know, about their own truth and feel into that. And their perceptions will change and be um, redefined over time to bring that clarity to their decision. Mm -hmm. But when they do, um, come to that, there's, there's going to be this really deep inner sense of knowing that it is correct for them or not. Um, if they go through this process correctly, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what they um, uh, describe it as. It's just this really deep inner sense of knowing that it, it, it's the right thing to do or not to do. Um, so to just kind of recap of like just basic success strategies or keys or for the reflector um their success comes with being able to express their gifts when they're in the um in the heart of the business or the community or the group and this allows them the freedom of movement to sample and reflect um, how things are working as a whole or not and the acceptance of others um, teaches the rest of us how to embrace diversity and they if they don't try to fit in you know just to remember the way you operate is completely different and own and appreciate your uniqueness. Um, and it's really important for you to also to be in that right environment within the right com- community to thrive. That's from what I'm understanding is um, really, really a key um, part of being a reflector so that you can stay neutral and remaining unattached as a sampling observer and then the wisdom will come through for you um, to be able to reflect the truth. So, um, and the other thing that I've I've heard is, you know, reflectors being that they're so open and like you were saying, just have um, hanging gates, 
um, is a, a kind of compromise. I mean, they have to learn about compromise because everyone's going to define them. That is not a reflector. So for, you know, if they have another reflector, um, they may, you know, also have an, it's called electromagnetic, which is an, the other gate on the other side, which would define the two centers because a, a channel would be formed. But um, they learn compromise because anyone that comes, you know, in their presence and has defined or definition, um, they have to surrender to that. And so it's kind of fascinating if you think about that, you know, to be able to to learn how to do that. I mean, I, I have, you know, some relationships where I have compromises and it's not easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, to, you know, so I think that's where they have to really own their and appreciate their uniqueness of who they truly are and, and their place in the group and the community. So, um, yeah. Did you have anything else to add to any of that? Or Yeah. One thing I wanted to go back to, and it was something that, that you um, were talking about, like with the, with decision-making um, their authority. So, so um, basically the decision-making process start starts when it, it begins when they're presented with an opportunity. So it's not like that they would get an invitation or that they would be, um, like re- responding to something or any, anything like that. It just means that, that their decision-making begins when they're presented with an opportunity. So I just wanted to kind of clarify okay. that a little bit. Um, and then one thing I think it's really fascinating about just the openness that they have, like, like I would think without knowing this, I would think because they have so, so much openness that they're probably like the most prone to conditioning, but, but it's odd because like, through that openness, they're actually, um, because they're, or it's called resistant, which we've both said a couple of times, probably more than a couple, but anyway, resistant. So that, and, and, you know, Leslie called it Teflon. So basically what that is, it's like where they don't really get, um, it's kind of like, like the energy is, is kind of like they're detached from it in a way, or like it's a neutral energy or it's like, it's like, it's not passive or aggressive. It's just something that passes through. Like if you had, like, um, like, it, like a cross breeze, you know what I mean? Like, like where it just passes through so that mm-hmm. there's no, um, there's nothing to hang on to. So I don't know. I just thought that was really fascinating when I learned that about them, just that they're, that they're actually, actually not even as prone to conditioning. Um, right. so I, yeah. Don't you think that's interesting? It's really, you know, it's, it's fascinating how there's always the built in, um, yeah protection. I mean, yeah. I don't know how else to say it, but it's like, you know, you would look at them, I think they were very vulnerable. And, and, and maybe if they're not working through their strategy and authority, there are aspects of that, but, but they do have a built in mechanism. Right. Yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't absorb the energy like, like other types. Yeah. Would. And then like, like with the hanging gates. Okay, so, so obviously, they have activations for each planet is going to have each planet is going to be in a certain gate. So, um, you know, they're going to have gates throughout their chart, but they're all dormant gates, which I don't know, back in one of the episodes that we were talking about, I, it was with, I, the one in the, the, um, uh, gate four that, I podcast, I don't know if if you remember, but like, I only have, that's the only gate that I have defined in the Ajna and like I have an open, an open head and an open Ajna center. And like, I know, like, like just with that dormant, well, even the head center, I have two, two open gates or I mean, two, 
to dormant gate. So it's like, it's, it's a, it's a really different feeling for me to have a defined gate in an open center because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the analogy was that I used something about like, like with a straw, like, like I, like there has to be something like in the cup for it to, you know, for you to be able to drink from it. So it was just like a, like a dormant gate there until it actually gets activated by something like by, you know, someone else who has, you know, like, like the 61s, there would be somebody who has the 24 uh, defined. So there would be an activation there for me, but, um, or like a transit from one of the planets, but by itself, it's just like a hanging gate, you know, that has no, or what's dormant called the dormant gate. So um, anyway, I, I think that's probably about all I had to add to it. Did you want to add anything else, Leslie? Um, well, I was just going to kind of uh, go off of what you were just talking about. And I can see where the wisdom would come through because, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, as these transits are happening, it would be so impactful within yep. their chart. Like, you know, I have eight of the nine centers defined, so I don't, um, necessarily, I don't even have a dormant gate in the one center that's open. So I don't even know what that, um, right. It's completely like open. As it's getting turned right. on. Right. So to me, it's like, wow, I can really see where they'd be able to differentiate as the transits are coming through and, and why they're, you know, known as these lunar beings, because, yep. Yep. And, and like you said, that pattern shows up every month consistently yeah. and they're able to play with it. And right. Like, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because, because like, like all the other types, the um, generators, the projectors and the manifestors are all solar beings. And then like the lunar, the, the uh, reflectors are the lunar beings <laughs> hanging right. out there all by themselves. Well, yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. pretty fascinating. So, so well, I was, yeah, go I was just going to end with a, um, it's kind of a quote or more like a paragraph that Ra Uruhu, um, kind of says about reflectors and I, I think it might be kind of a uh, nice way to wrap it up if you don't have anything else. No, I don't. Okay. So many of the characteristics that differentiate reflectors today resonate from a time when our earliest human ancestors lived in harmony with the cosmos, in the flow with nature, and in community with each other. A new natural hierarchy is beginning to emerge in with in which the reflector will play an exquisite role as they stand for ultimate justice. With their quiet, unobtrusive aura, they will fill their rightful place at the center of the type hierarchy by reflecting into the world the the not-self-injustices they see humanity penetrating on itself. They are here to prod humanity toward a cooperative, just, peaceful, equitable, global community and the preparation for those being born after 2027 with spirit awareness. So it kind of gives like kind of a broad, you know, from the beginning of time, you know, where humanity was, where we are today and where we're going and how the reflectors do have a very unique place within um, the totality of it all. So I thought that was kind of a nice quote. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, That'll probably wrap things up. You think so? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, one thing I wanted to add before I, before we close on this is that um, we're going to be offering a, a free course, um, Master Your Decision Making, and it'll be. I'm going to try to put a link in the in the. Well, I will put a link in the show notes on the website. But if somebody's listening to it from my from one of the other um, platforms like Apple or um, any of the other ones, I 
I'll try to put it to put it in the in the show notes there too, or excuse me, yeah, the show notes there, the, the description there. But anyway, um, so so we'll be offering that for a little while. Um, but for today's episode, that's going to wrap things up. And like I said at the beginning, this is the last episode in the in the Living as Your Design type series. And uh, the next episode, we're gonna we're gonna start the Nine Centered Being, and we'll be discussing the Head Center in that episode. So if you'd like to see the show notes for today's podcast, you can find them on our website at www.alignandachievebydesign.com. Those show notes will be listed under podcast episode. Wow, this is episode 16 already. Isn't it? Is it 15 or 16? I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's episode 16. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to join us as we finish up, not as we finish up, as we begin our exploration into the Nine Centered Being, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks, everyone.